episode 105. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. Dave, do you feel it? We're in November. We're in peak gaming time. The games are I coming out. I had to put out. a coat on, like a real coat on, to go outside <laughs> this week. We, we got to start the show with uh, the weather update. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gotten cold. Uh, but it, we're hitting a point where like video games are coming out like three times a week now. It's like <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. We're getting a bunch of stuff uh, coming out getting a little overwhelmed with the amount of stuff because i'm trying to like split my time between work uh and yeah and then like we were just talking about too like, like the crazy part is there's stuff coming out but it just feels like it's all very just flat like it's like nothing's like looking like it's going to be super great nothing looks like looking like it's going to be super terrible something like as an example like um and i'm not digging on it but like guardians of the galaxy is out it's looking like it's getting good reviews, like around it's hovering around eights or eight and a half. Like people are talking about it. They're talking about the banter between the characters and and like in like there, there's the whole like this shows that a single player game is viable. Like that's all existing and I want to play it. But nobody has said like I have not seen read or watched anything that's like I got to play that right now. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. The most I've seen, like I'm going to play it this week. Uh, Gamefly just yeah, took yeah, a while yeah. to get it, but it it is one of those things where I think people were expecting the worst and it turned out uh-huh. to be fine. And right. most of the praise is, Hey, it didn't turn out bad, but that doesn't right. necessarily mean it's going to have staying power or anything. Yeah, No, I, yeah. I don't expect a single player game to have staying power or anything like that, but it's just kind of one of those things where when certain games come out, like there's I, in the last, I feel like in the last six or seven months, maybe other than ratchet and ratchet is like borderline like right there of where like i felt like i had to play and complete this game within two weeks because i didn't want somebody to spoil it for me Mm -hmm. you know and i I don't have that feeling about anything coming out from any platform the last six months or the next three or four months in advance well usually what i end up doing because i I listen to a lot of video game product podcasts i I know you're mostly Uh sports uh, sports stuff but how i usually like can like go through games well, you also spend more time in transit than yeah. i do so, so i usually figure out what games are actually like hitting or like gonna be game of the year contenders based on how often podcasts talk about a game after it's been released and yeah. realistically ratchet had like a two-week window uh mm-hmm. where podcasts will talk about it for a couple weeks after launch it, but it's just one of those things where they play it and they're done and they move on it's great it was fantastic yeah. i loved it the characters were great the gunplay was fun i but they they platinum it or they do whatever they do to it or however people complete their game and they put it on the shelf. Yeah, the only game that I can think of that has had some of that thing where it's been like three weeks since launch is like Metroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just because of the type and of game And that's near the end right now. We're not even like a month out. Yeah. Like we're almost, we're getting to the point like right now we're a month out. The, the true test is going to be like in two weeks are people still talking about Metroid? Yeah. Uh, or like what you usually see, at least from the... the and, and you and I don't get this this perspective. Um, you start to see um, it's not as prevalent as it used to be in the gaming industry, and I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's just because it's kind of the way the industry has changed. But you used to see a lot of the holiday break games, mm-hmm. like studios or companies would stop. You know, okay, as like IGN or even I think GameSpot, our game, um, uh, Giant Bomb did this too, where they kind of like step away for a couple weeks, like during the holidays. Or like, or they step away for like a week during Thanksgiving, and then they also step away for like one or two weeks during Christmas, mm-hmm. and that's when like a lot of people go home, or they go back and see their family, or they just kind of like just take their break from work. And this is when they catch up on games that they haven't had a chance to play, or they weren't playing for review. Yeah. So this time of year is where you start to see a spike. Um, like you're compiling a list 
essentially for both of us of things that we need to look at that we need to try to at least yeah. start putting a, co- a couple hours into before the end of the year so that we can have a a, a worthwhile discussion on, on the games that came out in 2021. Um, but I'll be curious if we see a, a, a spike in, 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 in the ratchet conversation from maybe like an Xbox focused um, gaming journalist that's on holiday break. And he's like, you know what I had, like, I don't have anything assigned right now. I'm going to play ratchet because he couldn't before. Cause he was always working on something. It was a, assi- he or she was working on something assigned to them. Yeah. Yeah. They get that time off. Usually Thanksgiving is when people can catch up in the media of just like, okay, especially media people tend to be a little spoiled or at least treated properly where they get like a week off for Thanksgiving as opposed to (laughs) retail, which is like, yeah, you get Thursday off. Uh, So we definitely see some of that where like December 1st is usually when we hear about some old games being talked about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like right now, like the game I focused on came out in July. The the game we'll talk about. I I think we'll see an uptick in the returnal conversation again at the end of this year, just because people are getting a chance to play it. There's been a couple more patches. There's been some quality of life stuff to it to where people are like, Hey, you know what? I can probably check it out because it looks like it has some kind of save functionality. Yeah. They added a suspend state. So yeah. So like those are things that some people were staying away from. But I think that you'll see an uptick in that conversation again, as well as, you know, other stuff that, you know, came out. Like, it'll be fascinating when when we make our our, uh, year in review or or, our look back show for this year of like, just like, wow, that came out this year. Like, we were just talking about that game that's on sale. And you're like, I don't think that came out this year. And you're like, you type it up like, oh, shit, it did. Yeah. (laughs) People forget Hitman 3 came out this year and that was in January. (laughs) Uh, And that was uh, one of those, even though it came out in January, people were like, this game has staying power this is a game of the year contender and most mm-hmm. people when they bring up hitman 3 are like oh shit that came out this year uh yeah. so it definitely is a thing and that's one of the games on and my the, list that i need to check out yeah <laughs> before and the then the, the, re- the reverse the reverse of that's going to be i don't know the i don't have the exact date in front of me but any praise that halo would or wouldn't get is going to lie flat because it's not going to be even a nominee for the game awards because of when it comes out yeah uh, you would have to hope what what is going to happen with Halo is they'll send it out to media outlets early enough for it to be in a consideration because I think Microsoft yeah. can't afford it not to be in a consideration even right. if it doesn't win anything but if it's not yeah. even in the discussions it's not, not if it's if the word Halo <laughs> Infinite doesn't come out at all <laughs> out of anybody's mouth during the game awards like that's uh, unfortunate it's their own fault um you know but like that's just an unfortunate situation because it won't be in the 2021 conversation because of the release date and it won't be in the 2022 conversation because it came out in 2021 yeah i think we're gonna either hear about microsoft flying people out and doing like the Mm -hmm. old school like hey we got a bunch of people together to play multiplayer or they're gonna just make sure the single player stuff is in hands as soon as possible and just let the multiplayer stick around because multiplayer doesn't really matter in terms of like game of the year because it's free to play also so it's just a matter of them just like making sure that single player campaign gets enough people's hands that Mm -hmm. are influencers or media just so it can at least hang in the conversation before it like goes away uh and then is focused on multiplayer yep all right uh so i missed this part but we are digital days gaming we are a weekly show that is officially over two years old at the time of this recording 105 episodes is um, you know, obviously more than, you know, 104, which is two full years of 52 weeks a year. So uh, we turn to uh, November 1st and uh, we release every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time on podcast services of your choice, as well as we stream on Twitch, typically Tuesday nights around 5.30, 6 o'clock, uh, twitch.tv slash digital days gaming. 
Um, there is a couple links in the show notes that you can check out. Uh, you can join the the Facebook group and the Discord server. Um, there's we're a Twitch affiliate, so you can actually sub to us if you'd like to to do that, whether that's using Twitch Prime or just a direct sub. Um, then there also we have a Teesprings account. So if maybe somebody's asking you what you want for Christmas, and you can be like, "Hey, this is a podcast that I like to listen to in a community that I'm part of." You maybe get me a hoodie and send them the link. That'd help us out as well. Um, but other than that, we're going to get into some news and we got some pretty cool discussion points coming up. Yeah. The first one got people more excited than I thought they were going to get at least at first. (laughs) And then people actually like read the details, but, uh, Sega and Microsoft are teaming up for some cloud-based gaming. So this is a partnership that Sega announced, uh, that they are going to make a super game is how they're, uh, touting it (sighs) using, uh, Microsoft Azure cloud technology, uh, this is lines up with Sega's what they call their mid to long term plans. Uh, earlier this year, they mentioned a super project that they say will need about five years to actually be done. Uh, but the details now are the reason it's going to take five years is because they're messing with new technology. They're messing with finding a way to get the Azure cloud computing cloud technology integrated into their games. Uh, and it sounds like this might they're working on like a super game. But this sounds like if this goes well, this is how they will be producing several of their games during this. People got really excited about this, but this is the same deal that Sony announced with Microsoft last year. I think I want to say Sony and Microsoft announced that they had a partnership to use the cloud technology that Microsoft is famous for. I know Dave gets frustrated with news <laughs> like this, but this is one of those things where it catches headlines when it really shouldn't, because this is back-end right. stuff. But I figure hey, it's worth mentioning. Hey, we're a video game developer that partnered with a publisher, and we're going to make a game. Yeah, like, we... <laughs> no, but it's not even partnered with... It's like we partnered with a technology company to use technology yeah. to produce our game. Uh, but like this was making headlines and it's cool. Cause like, this is the future of where things are going. Cloud computing is going to be yeah, yeah. where everything goes. So it's fascinating to see Sega like jumping in on this. Cause I can't think of any Sega properties that would really need some cloud right. technology with it, but at least it shows that Sega is at least trying some stuff potentially. Uh, that- yeah. I, at this point in time, I'd rather know what games are, are get are getting dated and coming out in the next twelve months versus one that's coming out in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, but the, <laughs> so, the the thing is with this too is like because it's using they're trying some experimentation. There's not a guarantee that this is will see the light of day. Like right. they could be put two three years into this and be like, you know what, it's not ready, and then just cancel it or it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. But it's just like okay, it's cool sounding, and the but you know, and then Microsoft again being this is Microsoft being a software corporation, like a hundred percent. This is them being a software corporation, and they have a software that a game developer wants to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, um, I mean, this is good for. I don't think this will be exclusive. Like, I don't think this will be exclusive to Microsoft. No, unless Microsoft plans to just give them money, because it sounds like right. from other rumblings, from other stories, specifically with Kojima, is. They are pitching Kojima use exclusively our cloud technology and figure everything out to where they're trying to build things up so Kojima can go crazy uh, with new technology, Mm -hmm. which is something he loves, which is why Microsoft is trying to sign deals because they're trying to work out the kinks before they put like all their money into 
Okajima production. Well, they're trying to see, well, or even a Sega production for that matter. They're yeah. trying to see like if it's going to work. Like I'll be like I think we I saw it launch today or soft launch today like Netflix Netflix uh, Netflix games are, yeah. are, are like is is like a thing today I haven't heard how it works or read anything to it but if that has any kind of sustainability of just I don't even care if the games are trash but like does it work Yeah does it um, work what is what how are you interfacing like for the most part it's yeah. just five mobile games that just have a tab right. on the Netflix thing yep. but could that lead to something potentially uh, I mean Netflix yeah. feels so they hired a studio or like they right because the, the, the counterpoint to that the concern is like when we had the nintendo expansion pass come out last week with all the n64 and sega games the only thing that i saw and we didn't talk about it last week at all i don't think but the thing that i saw all over my social feed was zelda ocarina of time being laggy as hell and they removed the <laughs> the fog uh which is very important to a game like that that used the fog yeah. to cover up the lack of uh art or whatever right yeah so it's like those little things if you can't get those things worked out then you know like nintendo's not using a cloud technology to my to my understanding but they're using some kind of downloadable technology obviously they're using an emulator that yeah they just didn't put the work into uh to get it working properly (laughs) and so it's like yikes um you know it just it just raises concerns and it raises red flags of like maybe you know like we're not ready like and and i'm one of these people like i'm i'm i love technology whether it's new technology at my store at my company or new technology at home um all these little things that you know like small little things that make your quality of life easier um i love but they have to work yeah which is why i i'm glad sega earlier this year said like they're working on something special but don't expect to see it for five years and the yes. only reason they have to sh- they only share that in their financial reports, which, you know, they those people uh-huh. need to know the investors need to know. It just comes to, you know, the gaming realm of just like, oh, Sega will have a game release in five years. It's like, no, 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 no. They're working on yeah. something that they think will take five years to potentially work on or uh, to complete. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it, it could just kill it. And then it just turns into a learning experience for Sega and a learning experience for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Microsoft gets paid either way, most likely. Yep. Uh, the next one is in the rumor land, but there were so many leaks from this damn thing. It was worth putting in here. Uh, Warner Brothers is making a Smash Brothers clone called the Multiverse. This originated at, on a reset era uh, like post um, detailing that Warner Brothers is making a splash uh, Smash Brothers clone. That's going to be free to play with paid DLC characters. The. Initial report said that NetherRealm was working on it, but Jeff Grubb and other outlets confirmed that that was not the case. Uh, They don't know who's working on it. It just seems like it's an internal Warner Brothers studio, but they're not wasting NetherRealm's time with this horrifying sounding game. Uh, Because, oh my God, does this sound crazy. Uh, It's a a platform fighter, so it's Smash Brothers, Nickelodeon, All-Stars. And it's been in development for a couple years, so this isn't them reacting to the Nickelodeon All-Stars thing. This sounds like this has been in development for like two to three years. Uh, but the roster includes DC characters, Cartoon Network characters, Adult Swim characters, and Lord of the Ring characters. Uh, some of the examples are Steven Universe, Batman, Harley Quinn, Finn and Jake for Adventure Time, Shaggy. It sounds like the whole game... Was, yeah, that's what we want to have our kids, our twelve and thirteen year old kids, play: is Shaggy kicking the crap out of Harley Quinn. Yeah, like, but <laughs> so this is all coming from the Shaggy memes from last year or two years ago. 
where like mm-hmm. Shaggy's like a god type shit. I don't know if you your Facebook's different than my Facebook, so you might have missed a good <laughs> chunk of the uh, Shaggy God based Shaggy. You play. Shit. You, you must. You must play into the algorithm more than I do. <laughs> no, I just I have friends that just spend a lot of time memeing. Uh, so this sounds like this whole thing has been built around Shaggy. Uh, but yeah, it's Superman, Rick and Morty, Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, fucking Gandalf is going to be in this and there's been art yeah because again i want rick and morty beating up you know superman like yeah. that's just that's like... i want a video game with gandalf punching steven universe like what <laughs> uh yeah. this thing sounds wild and then the thing that was crazy that was reported Space is Space jam <laughs> yeah is lebron james as the first dlc character so potentially is like lebron gonna fight lola potentially it can be it can happen in a multiverse <laughs> So th- this sounds like they, since it's been a, they're gonna put, are they gonna put, speaking of, are they gonna put LG rhythm in the game too? No, that's, but that, that is very possible because I think they started development on this with Space Jam 2 and <laughs> Space Jam 2 is all built around like, oh, look at all these IPs in this one world and this lifeless piece of shit movie. And they just are going to do that with a game, which, oh my God that bad space Jam 2 was an abomination trash movie you just you just i don't know i don't know it wasn't that bad it wasn't as good as the first one but it wasn't that bad no it was a fucking terrible movie <laughs> Jeez. like okay you liked ready player one shut the fuck up uh, oh my i like the book better than the movie <laughs> no, <laughs> so, no no it was bad it was bad all of it's bad um, have you watched buffy this year sir um no i haven't yet uh but yeah, buffy's yeah. actually good uh unlike <laughs> s- fucking space jam 2 and ready player One. i didn't say it was good i just said it wasn't that bad no 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 there's only one opinion you can have on space jam 2 and it's oh it was my trash gosh. and it needs to be thrown in the bin um but yeah uh this sounds horrible uh just i think uh, another leak said aria from game of thrones is in it Based on how crazy, stupid Space Jam 2 was, where you had, like, Mad mm-hmm. Max and Clockwork Orange characters, rated R characters in this kid's movie just in the background. Yep. I don't know yep. how you do this to where... How do you sell this? Like... who Who's your market? Yeah. Like, people in the fighters... You can't... It's not, it's not going to be a hardcore fighter. It's not going to be a street fighter or even, like, a Power Rangers Battle for the Grid style fighter. It's not going to be that. Yeah. And... You can't. Nobody can be smashed. We've already seen people try and fail. Yeah. And then you know, I feel like the 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 happy medium, I guess, is like Brahalla, with like the way, and they're almost mm. like like I'm just saying, at least like from a free to play, like you know, bringing different characters in, but like it's not super high tech. Like I mean, in terms of like it's it's almost I I haven't played it much myself at all, but almost large sprite driven. Kind of? Like, Brawlhalla, I feel like, is only successful because enough money was thrown at it. Because I feel like most of my friends that are into Smash yeah. could not get into Brawlhalla. But it's a, it's okay. a, it's like a distraction. I And Nickelodeon All-Stars being somewhat successful. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, I don't feel like it's getting any traction, at least. But I could be wrong. Like, I'm not in that world or that community. It's getting enough, but it's getting the type of attention of just like, oh, this is basically kind of what we were talking about with guardians where it's like oh this is better than we thought but in reality it's like yeah it's okay uh Mm -hmm. to where but even then like the stakes for nickelodeon all-stars was so low like you can tell they were on a like a low budget uh there's no voice acting in the game there's barely any music from the licensed uh, properties 
But then when you do this, and then it's just like. But in the competitive scene, Brawlhalla does okay. Yeah, it does. It does. It does fine enough uh, yeah. with, with Ubisoft uh, backing it. Um, yeah. But then you know you look at the characters that are in the Nickelodeon All Stars. It's very low stakes for for Nickelodeon in terms of just like yeah. hey, here's some of our characters from the generations. But then when you go to like a multiverse Warner Brothers games, and you're talking about they're really going to use Batman. And in this, they're going to use Gandalf. Like, how does Amazon mm-hmm. feel about that with their Lord of the Rings show being made? Uh, yeah. Are you really going to reach out to LeBron James? And is this like, hey, Space Jam 2, people really liked your acting in that. Do you want to be in a video game? Like, what does he even look like at that point in this game? Yeah. Uh, but then you put Can like... You make a hairline? Just recede while you play? I hope he has infinite headbands he could just whip <laughs> off and throw at people. Uh, like, that would be fantastic. I can say that, by the way, if anybody gets mad. If you've never seen me before, I have a severely receding hairline, okay? No, no, no it's not receding. It has receding. <laughs> yes. Um, but, like, I just don't know what Dick. you do. Like, if, if like, Rick and Morty's in this, like, do you want your little kid to play, like, because oh, right. Tom and Jerry's in this? Am I going to, what am I going to sit, like, okay, so I've got, I've got the choice as, as a dad of a six-year-old, okay? I've got the choice of Nickelodeon. All, what's it called? Nickelodeon? All-Stars Brawl, I think. Yeah, so I got the choice of Nickelodeon, All-Stars Brawl, Brawlhalla, Smash Brothers, and this. Yeah, even though it's free to play, like, I don't know if... What, do you, what am I... Okay, the first option is going to be Smash. Yeah. Like we, and then we've, I've already talked about like them doing some type of ultimate bundle for that. that. That has to happen soon. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. And then I guess the next option would probably be Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Just because there might be characters on there that he recognizes, because he really he'll recognize a few on Smash just because of playing Nintendo games with with me, and then in an order of importance would be then Nickelodeon and then Brahalla again, small character recognition in there. But he's not gonna he I mean he knows who Batman is, but he's not gonna know who Gandalf is. Yeah. He's not gonna know who anybody from Game of Thrones is. He's not gonna know any of that stuff. Yeah. And then they might pique the little kid's you interest. Put the John Cena character in there, uh, the from the Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, uh, Peacemaker. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, but then also like, you have to worry about like the whole reason you do something like this is to have someone's interest get piqued into trying out. Like, oh, I really like playing against or, or as Steven Universe. Let me check out the Steven Universe uh-huh. show. Yeah. What do you do with the little kid who's just like, oh, who's Arya? It's it's from yeah. Game of Thrones. Can I watch it? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I I don't know. This is this is weird. I think yeah. this will come out and it will just it'll be like a weird thing people look at. But I and the thing is like uh, with the roster, a lot of people are like, oh, the roster has to be fake. War- Someone posted the character select screen on Twitter and Warner Brothers IP like uh, copyright. They did their copyright strike and like removed it from Twitter. So that shows you that uh, that roster is pretty much confirmed if Warner Brothers is going to go out there and be like, no, 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 get rid of this. Uh, So that's crazy. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So if you look at the original uh, uh, tweet from Hungry Box, who's like a Smash Brothers player, uh, he had posted an image of the character select screen and Warner Brothers did a copyright claim. Uh, So now the tweet just has an empty picture. So it's like, this is probably more real than... Uh, we think it is uh, potentially, but yeah, I don't know. This sounds like a bad idea. I guess the only chance you get to to have any kind of leverage is is like we talked about, like between now and the end of the year, the video game awards. Like you announce it on the video game awards, and it's available to download that night. 
and it's free to play and you like put some type of codes on the screen for video game awards for a character or two and just pray to god that your game functions well and it and people like how it how it is mechanically that's it that's the only chance you got yeah like maybe you'll get people interested when you start releasing characters that make no sense like you know you, you release lebron James. yeah but at what cost though like how much does lebron cost 12 15 no, no yeah like what is it like what do you charge for that like uh if the game is not have any any community, I don't care what you charge for it. Like it's not going to help. <laughs> yeah. If there's really no single player thing for me to sign on and check it out and do it by myself, like we don't know enough about the game. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the the only the only game that I've I can recall recently like came out of nowhere and did and did well, like and really really well is Apex. Yeah. For for the most part, yeah. Um, of like, okay, like okay, we know this is a thing. Like a couple, a, like a week or two before it comes out, oh, it's out, and it works well, and it functions, and it has a player base, and people want to play it. Yeah, like I I just don't see how this becomes successful. They would have to get super weird in a DLC and hope that's enough mm-hmm. to get people to. And that jump also on sounds board. like a pain in the ass to balance. Like I'm sorry, like. A free-to-play game. I mean, I know, like, as an example, we just talked about Apex where you can pay for other other heroes, but, like, what happens if LeBron is just, like, if it feels like pay-to-win? Like, Yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, when Fortnite released, like, a couple guns, and then they had to deactivate yeah. the guns for a weekend to, like, yeah. rebalance mm-hmm. them. Like, how do you manage that when it's like, oh, shit, LeBron's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or Gandalf's staff just kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but like how weird. It's a, ba- it's a balancing nightmare. I, like I it just. I really think they the only way this would be successful is they just have to get crazy with it. Like be like, oh, hey, here's uh, Keanu from The Matrix. Uh, and then here's. But then when you get when you get crazy with it, people think the game feels unfair. Yeah. I mean, when they add like, Free Willy as a DLC like that, that is when you're going to know. A like, finishing move of him jumping over the rocks. Yeah, exactly. Just just every time. It's actually just that you control a little kid directing the whale. Uh, like, you don't actually control Willy. Uh, oh, my God. It's just someone, like, oh picking him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, can you get the rights to, uh, <coughs> like, Clint Eastwood and have, like, Dirty Harry just with a gun uh, shooting people up? Which which Batman do you get? Adam West, Michael Keaton. That's seven different uh, DLC uh, characters. Yeah, so like, it turns into the Dragon Ball Z game, where that did really <laughs> well. But after like their tenth DLC character, it's like oh, we here's another Goku, and people are like, stop giving us Gokus. Uh, like, do they just do that with Batman? It's like, oh, here's Batman. Yeah, here's Batman again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh man, this sounds weird. I, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of here for it just to see this happen. <laughs> Michael's like, I'm gonna totally play this no matter what. I, I mean, free to play download, <laughs> but free to play almost makes me yeah. think it's gonna be a mobile game, which then means this is all irrelevant. <laughs> you yep. know, uh, but if this is a, because that means they just don't. We're care. gonna release. We're gonna release it on phones and Switch. Yeah, something <laughs> weird like that, and it's only gonna have touch controls on Switch or something stupid. Uh. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Amy Hennig is working on a Marvel game. So Amy Hennig earlier last year uh, announced she was making a new studio called Skydance New Media. I thought when they made this announcement, they said they were going for smaller experience games just because she Uh wanted to stay away from getting stuck in like these 
long processes. Cash money, buddy. Yeah. Cash money. Yeah. So Amy Hennig will be joined by her ragtag team co-writer, uh, Todd. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Todd Stashwick. <laughs> uh, and they are going to be working on a Marvel game. Uh, no indication on which Marvel character, but Marvel is just kind of, I mean, it's Disney just doing it with, they're doing it with Star Wars as well, where it's like, you have a pitch, you can you can pitch it to, to Marvel and there's a chance they're going to say yes. Uh, but uh, Amy Ennig's got a good track record for writing, not the best track record of getting things out the door post Naughty Dog. So what does she do before Uncharted? She's been at Naughty Dog for oh, uh, Legacy of Cain, I want to say. So Square Enix. Okay. Um, I because I feel like, and I, 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 I love the writing job. Obviously, I love the writing job she did with the Uncharted franchise. My understanding is that four was pretty much completely kind of rewritten. I believe I'd have to double check my my thoughts on that or my my facts. Yeah. On that. So I believe it was so. three. The control was taken away towards the end of three, which yeah. makes sense because three is like the most uneven one, and then four was yep. completely like re yeah. restarted. So and again, I don't mean to dig on. I don't mean this in a negative way, but. The last piece of content that she wrote that actually turned into a video game is over 10 years old. Potent, yeah, yeah. Because, um, mm, so she helped write uh, Battlefield Hardline for EA, which... Did, did, did she try to control alt delete that off her resume? Uh, apparently not, because it's still on Wikipedia. <laughs> and then she's also a writer on Forspoken, which is coming out. Uh, okay. So she does do writing still, but she hasn't been like the director of a game since Uncharted 3. Uh, okay. But writing, she still does game writing. Uh, and then, of course, she was like a director for like Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver 2, Jack 3 before that. But yeah, it, as a director, it's been over 10 years uh, since she's got a game out the door because she had the two Star Wars games canceled, one Star Wars game canceled. I forget exactly mm-hmm. how many were canceled at EA. I feel like this is like a head coach that's been retired for 10 years that a team brings in to to put a face to make it sound like they're doing something really cool. Uh, I mean, this could definitely be because there's a Mm co-writer. They needed a name to help, you know, with the pitch. And if you put Amy Hennig out there with a resume, Mm -hmm. that's probably enough to get greenlit. I'm just tired. I'm tired. Like I said last week, I'm tired of hearing about, hey, we made a studio. We hired a writer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the only thing I can think of is because it's a Marvel property. This is something we will see as opposed to being mm-hmm. like, or a star Wars property. It's not a DA <laughs> <laughs> because they, they, they made that game, you know, to a point. I know. I know. Uh, it's just like, yeah. It's just, I, 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 okay, cool. All right. So what do you, I mean, what do you want to, what would you want to see at this point in time? I guess like, because like Wolverine's with Insomniac, Spider-Man's with Insomniac, uh, Guardians is with Square. Um, I, me personally, if you really want to know what I would love to mm-hmm. see in terms of a game, like a single, like maybe even a single player linear style game, I would love to see the world of like with Thor and Asgard pushed out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. So, I think that would be fun with a like God of War style gameplay, like in terms of like your hammer and stuff. Yeah. What I think I would see, if they want to still stick with the smaller experiences, I would love to see, like, a Squirrel Girl or um, maybe a She-Hulk 
thing because I feel like you can do something okay. like that smaller scale, especially with her being a good writer. Uh, she Hawk doing th- court yeah, drama and would action re- would be. I think that would require some Disney Plus planning as well to go with it. Yeah, because Disney though definitely very much seems like, hey, here's the IPs you can use. Mm-hmm. Also, here's our list of TV shows and movies that are coming out. So if you can either like get close to one of right. these. Like, that's what I can see. Like, Squirrel Girl would would be really entertaining. I feel like you could do, like, a small game with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be, like, low stakes. But do you really think that... I guess, like, if Marvel's giving permission to do stuff, do you think that they're giving them permission to do, like, a small, like, a small-scale game? Or do you think that they want to see, like, showcase-style pieces? I think they would take either or just to experiment with which IPs are worth maybe turning into movie properties. Because they tried okay. doing a Squirrel Girl TV show, but they could never get it off the ground. Okay. And I think they couldn't get it off the ground because they're like, oh, is it really something that people are going to want to go to the movie theaters to go see or like actually invest in like a tens of millions of dollar TV show? And then if they look at like, I know video games aren't cheap, but I can see them using some of these smaller studios to work with their more experimental stuff they would love to bring into the like movie universe. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Miss Marvel, I think proved in the Avengers that like I think people would be into a Miss Marvel game, like Kamala. I I yeah I agree, but I don't think you I don't think that you could have titled that game Miss Marvel. Um, I mean, after it depends. Like the 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 Marvel's uh, movies coming out, which she will be featured in, with Captain Marvel might give her enough for name recognition that you could just mm-hmm. like release a, a Miss Marvel game. Uh, but I would love to see just like some smaller heroes uh, get put on there. And I also don't think Di- uh, Marvel Disney would give a new studio like a gigantic IP uh, mm-hmm. at this point. Like, I don't see them being like, OK, um, you haven't uh, directed a game in 10 years. The studio is only two years old. Here's Deadpool or here's the mm-hmm. X-Men. I think it would end up being one of those things where they just bust out like a smaller hero. And it's like, OK. We, we might bring this hero into the MCU in the future, so let's just see mm-hmm. if people care uh, at yeah. a video game level. Uh, I As a Marvel person, I'm just excited just to see Marvel just, like, letting people go to town. Uh, I, I 100% agree. Like, And I've been sitting here, like, banging the table for new innovative IPs. This is a way to do that using a... Um, and it's still a new IP to me. Like if there hasn't been a score girl video game, mm-hmm. then that's a new intellectual property to me using, you know, something else is, that's, is, is, is okay. It's, it's something we're seeing on a, on a console or a PC platform that we've never seen before. That's what I want. Um, I'm just tired of hearing about it so soon. Like, I know. I'm so tired. I like <laughs> I, it just sucks. So, cause it, like we heard about the Indiana Jones game, like, and now we haven't heard anything about it. And we've heard about like this other, you know, like, um, the, Ubisoft working on the um the Avatar game. We saw it at the Ubisoft Forward six months ago. I haven't heard anything else about it. Like it's just like that. That's the part that sucks about missing a lot of these in person events that are going on. Whether it was with us previous you know regimes or now is like I might have you know at this point in time I might have gotten to even like play the first ten minutes of Avatar. Yeah, there there would have been a chance there would have been at least a presentation. Yeah. To give you a better yeah, idea, of so, or me watching somebody play it, mm-hmm. um, and and it's just like and to to build some of the excitement, and it just sucks right now. And I think that without that pressure, like the the digital events aren't as pressure filled. Like yeah, at post post event they're pressure filled, but they're not going to be like, hey, we can't really show this to a hundred or two hundred media people for three days, and 
not have an idea about release date. Like we're going to get peppered with release dates. And now when it's a digital event, they're like, eh, whatever, just, just put it out there and we'll get some shit for it for like three days on the internet and then it'll just go away, which is exactly what happens. No, it's exactly what <laughs> happens. It also doesn't help that like we're more in tune to financial calls and stuff like that. Yeah. Before. Well, yeah, like it, like the, you don't have it in your what's delayed, but like today, like I was waiting for you to get online after I was like, after I delayed a recording a little bit and uh, sure enough, like an Activision Blizzard call, like, oh, Diablo's delayed and uh, Overwatch is delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, <laughs> you know, it's like, it just kind of just comes out as like a headline like that. And it's one of the things where they pick it from the guy talking about, oh, we have a goal of 2022, but it'll probably be 2023. You yeah. know, like, well, and, <laughs> that's and all like, it's one line in a, in, a, in a conference call. Which sometimes are meaningless. Like, they can't be yeah. because of FCC regulations, but sometimes they're just meaningless things they just throw out there because they know the yep. investors aren't paying that much attention to it. So they'll throw away, like, they'll answer a question with very vaguely for an investor, but then someone mm-hmm. in the media picks up on it and they're like, oh, this is definitive. And it's just like, no, 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 that was just a throwaway line to get the investor to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, right. Uh, which is funny because I've listened to a couple of these like financial calls and the way they just like breeze through stuff, especially when there's something that they don't want to talk about. Like when mm-hmm. they delay a game, they'll just like yeah, they're like they're like blah 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 coming out later than expected, anticipated, and the next game is blah 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 blah, and it's coming out on schedule. It's like whoa 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 back up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and then and then that so... PR person has to wait by their email because like they're gonna get a ton of like media inquiries about like hey we saw we just yeah. listened to that and the CEO just like casually just delayed that game for five years or something. <laughs> uh, like that happens way too much. Uh, but that's the world we live in where this stuff's going to just get announced right away. And it sucks because uh, how amazing would it be if we just got a trailer that says like from Amy Hennig and then it just like mm-hmm. released like the surprise is gone, man. Yeah. Like the surprise and the intrigue is gone. Yeah. Like, so now when we see the Skydance media logo or new media logo, we'll know <laughs> it's a Marvel the, the, the crazy part is now the, the thing I... The thing I, I'm most wondering at the end of a trailer now, there's two things I'm most wondering when I see a brand new trailer at the end of it. Is it going to have a date? And I'm going to get so much hate for this next one, but is it coming to Game Pass? Yeah, like that. You're, it's almost Those a guarantee. Are the two things that show up at the end of a trailer usually. Well, basically, <laughs> if it doesn't start with the PlayStation Studios logo, it's coming to Game Pass for the most part. <laughs> uh, which, which is funny. Like, I guarantee during the Game Awards... Oh, God. We're going to see the Xbox logo so many fucking times. People are going to think they're bought by Microsoft, and it's just going to be like, Uh no, it's just... Microsoft has a billion it's, dollars. It's the next event when they're ready to go. Yeah. Like, it's, here's the thing: like, why would Microsoft do a digital event when they could just use the Keeley, the Keeley Awards? Yeah. And and you know that more people are going to watch them. You know, like it's, yeah, yeah. I'd be shocked if Sony has something cool at the Game Awards because that's just not their jam. Yeah, they they usually sometimes. I mean, they showed The Last of Us once or twice at the Game. A Awards. picture of a bug. Yeah, but they've they. <laughs> They'll show something. It's just not going to yeah, be... Yeah, oh, okay, I agree. If we get anything at the Game Awards, it will be The Last of Us remake. That'd be it from Sony. Yeah, or Factions, if that's just the thing. Well, yeah, Last of Us, though. We'll see something from Sony at the la- uh, at the Game Awards, but it'll be one thing. Microsoft is going to hit us with like five or ten things, and then Nintendo mm-hmm. will do their one thing that they usually do. Though now that they don't have Smash Brother characters to talk about, I don't know what that one thing will be. Because uh, that's almost been a guarantee the last, like, four years, because mm-hmm. you'll get a Smash Brothers reveal. Jeff Keighley in Smash. That w- I mean, that would be fun. He's in, a, he's in Among Us, so uh, it makes sense. Uh, there was a state of play last week, so speaking of Sony, um, <laughs> this uh, state of play felt like it probably could have waited 
uh, been cooked in the oven just a little longer. There was some cool things shown in here, but nothing like mind blowing. I mean, for me, there was there's a Let It Die sequel, which I was not expecting to see. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that's what it was either. I remember you really liked that game. Yeah, that was an interesting like free to play. That was the floor game, right? Like the going 100 floors. Yeah, you have to go up the floors. Yeah. It's like super like. Over like the a top. horde yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 but it had the the, the horror vibe but it was very much a comedic uh right element. but it was a horde horror and a horde style thing right things running at you as you were clearing floors um yeah but it wasn't like a ton of creatures but it was just right, like, right, right. it was like almost yeah. like mini bosses through each floor yeah uh, and then you could yep. pay money to go up the elevator faster it was a weird weird game uh but the fact that it's getting like a kind of sequel spiritual successor uh was something i was not expecting very battle royale ish to me yeah yeah because it is a like a multiplayer uh focused game Mm -hmm. again so i was surprised to see that uh at the state of play um there was uh an indie pop episodic thing that's coming out team omf or something yeah or? yeah uh ofk we are OFK. ofk sorry uh there's a free update coming for bug snacks next year the fucking five nights at freddy got another trailer i it's just not our jam yeah. so uh death store which was doing really well on xbox and pc during the summer that's coming yeah. to i do store. want to check that out and then i'm also hearing that it's going to get some pretty cool haptic feedback support on playstation mm-hmm. so i might actually wait until it comes out of playstation to play it yeah i'm, I'm hoping there's uh, like this seems like it'll be a perfect switch game so it is coming to the switch so i might pick it up there yeah. and hope they do some uh hd rumble effects with it uh we got another kart racer there seems to be a lot of kart racers coming out uh, like, like there's that Final Fantasy yeah, one. There's this, this one. How, how did these people get away with just essentially let's copy and pasting Mario Kart? I, I don't get it. Dude, I don't know. Um, King of Fighters, Open Beta, First Clash Trouble, which I believe is coming to PlayStation Plus as of today. Yeah. Uh, the Star Ocean thing was probably the biggest, like, Yeah, that thing. looked really cool. I was actually surprised by that. That, yeah. that, that actually, like, as I kept showing more stuff, I was like, this looks interesting. This looks cool. Yeah. These types of games I love. I was talking to my wife about this. I was actually in the car with her. She was driving. I had to get one of my, I had my transmission on my, blew on my car. So that's part of the reason why what, what's playing won't be that long this week. As usual, there's always something in the way. Um, but uh, it it was one of those games where I was like, I tend to stay away from those games, like the like Tales of Symphona style, these long RPG mm-hmm. style games, because of how much time sync that they can take. And I need to stop trying to do that, and I need to play a game that I enjoy. This looks like something that I might enjoy. Yeah, this looked great. I think this was probably the best thing that they showed, because uh, the last thing they showed was the little devil inside, which is the thing. I think we were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Of like what happened to that weird that weird game that we saw at the state of play like yeah. a year ago? Uh, this looked pretty good, but I, I really think the Star Ocean thing was the like mm-hmm. the the, the star of the show, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it was kind of a lackluster state of play, where I feel like they just did it because they feel they need to, and. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. Put out a tweet that essentially said the wording around this was poor um so sony had come out and said this is a very heavily third party focus which it was but they that we need to find a better term for not first party not ubisoft activision ea game but 
the mid-tier developer. Yeah, like, that doesn't sound I don't, insulting. I don't want to call them. I don't want to call them indies anymore because some of these games are fantastic. Death's Door, I'm hearing, is fantastic. I don't really consider some of these these developers to be indie anymore, just because. And I, I, it's it's a half joke, but half serious. But if you can consider these companies to be indie, Bungie's an indie. Yeah, and and, and like, <laughs> and they're not. And so. double A is insulting. Yes, uh, it just like so. There needs to be something else, like for these third-party studios that you know that aren't you know like exclusive or exclusive, you know, like whatever. There needs to be some other term, and I don't know what to call it. I'm not sitting there like sitting, but we like we can't call it indie anymore because you've already pigeonholed that game that 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 and genre. And also, Square you've Enix made, is in this in this yeah, right. thing. So you've you made that it. you've made that indie genre that it shoves into there, where even over time games have gone outside of the uh, of the indie genre like do you consider Drinkbox studio to be an indie genre gaming company i don't anymore yeah y- you know like guacamelee guacamelee 2 um nobody saves the world all look fantastic they all look top tier um the the developers of limbo and you know like all of these things the developers of ori now that they're owned by microsoft or whatever but you know like all this stuff like these studios don't fit into that indie hole anymore they don't really fit into the like we talked about into like the Ubisoft or Bungie or EA. It's it's not Apex. It's not Destiny. It's not Division. It's not blah 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 blah. Overwatch, all that stuff, and it's not exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Like it just there's a there there's this box, and I don't know what to call it. Well, it like <laughs> Nintendo's figured out a nice way for this. Like they have their Nindies, and when they say that, yeah. you kind of have an idea of what scale mm-hmm. game you're getting. Uh, which guacamole would fit into that scale, and I believe they have before uh, mm-hmm. our Drinkbox with Nintendo mm-hmm. specifically. But at least you know the scale of game you're going to get from Drinkbox if they're included in the Nindies or the indie yeah, world. It's, it's the same thing. Like, how do you classify the Hades and Bastion developer? Um, super giant. They're super like, independent, though. They're 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 indie. I know, I know they are. They but just make a high quality enough game that it makes yeah, you question. Like, um, I'm saying, oh, if you're playing, like, I'm playing this great Hades, like, Hades is this great indie of the year, and people are like, that's not, I don't consider that to be an indie. Like, yeah. Like, just because, like, it's weird. It's, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't have the fix, but I'm just telling you, it's weird that when people, when they released the blog post that said third party, people were thinking. Final Fantasy 16. AAA third party. Yeah. The, yeah. The, there's got to be <laughs> a, a way to do this. Um, and, and this is definitely a problem with Xbox, where Xbox. Yep. Uh, has the problem where they did their indie thing and it was like three hours of, of yep. stuff it was too much yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there was some stuff that you're like is that really indie or is like does that right. really need to be but in then here? but xbox did the same thing they set the standard of what's going to be considered in that three hour show and then what's going to be considered in their showcases yeah and there's a and like and now there's games that don't fit in either one of those showcases yeah and then playstation just has state of play you know to yep. where they need to figure out a way to break this stuff apart or just hold stuff because nothing here I felt like that was announced was really time sensitive. You know, like there's mm-hmm. a lot of this outside of Death's Door, which is coming out in like a week. Uh, there's nothing on here that I'm really like, oh, they could have just waited to December and maybe got a big third party game ready uh, to be in here. To have a really cool announcement with a with a lot of filling filler and cool stuff. Yeah. And that's what kind of like. I, like filler sounds like a bad word for these games, but that's what it was. It, it definitely like, felt like, like just, it. Um, yeah. It's and then you know you imagine you're going to hold something for the game awards, which is why they just were like, let's get the state of play out now. We have partnership. I mean, this is good for all the people that were involved in the state of play. 
because uh, yeah. they got more eyes on their stuff than they would have before. Though it also comes with the negative where you get enough people watching, thinking there's going to be something. What did big. I just watch? Yeah. Why did I wait? Why did I watch twenty minutes of this? Like no. what? <laughs> uh, but there was definitely some interesting things. It just, I think, even with Sony setting an expectation, they they there needs to be a, there needs to be a way to to figure this out so people don't walk away disappointed i was i had no expectations for it so i was like oh cool there's a, mm-hmm. a let it die thing and a star ocean thing cool yeah. uh but i it wasn't bad yeah. but it wasn't state of play yeah yeah which is why they'd probably just need to think of another brand like if they just do the thing where there's like nintendo indie world and then nintendo direct and then there's a specific directs if they can have like here's our state of play and then here's our something something and then they just mm-hmm. need to do one or two of each for people to figure out what they mean uh, when that happens. Like if they can differentiate and tier their stuff without having to label things like directly as, mm-hmm. oh, here's our double A, here's our indie thing. That would probably help mm-hmm. them a lot. They just need to think of a, a catchy brand name for all yeah. of these. Uh, and I'm not married to the state of play, you know, moniker or whatever yeah. you want. So if it requires them to drop the state of play, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, but at, at least at least they had something. It just probably could have waited until they had a bigger anchor. Like this would have worked if they had a really big anchor. Yeah. Uh, because then it would it would have made things feel like it was more worth it. Uh, but yeah, that agreed. is it for the news. Uh, but let me just go to what's delayed. Uh, and this is exactly <laughs> what we were just talking about with financial reports. Uh, the Division, Heartland, and Prince of Persia have been pushed out of this fiscal year and pushed into next year's fiscal year. So they originally were supposed to be released before March, 2022, and now they are going to be released before March, 2023. <laughs> uh, I think this will be out well before that, but <laughs> yeah, except for Prince of Persia, which already had like an actual release date. And then people are like, that game's ugly. And then they're like, okay, yeah. we'll try again. That one probably yeah. will be a while, but Heartland I can totally see is like a summer game, uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and then you said what Activision delayed some stuff today. Like I missed that. Overwatch two and Diablo four. Okay, which makes sense because there's no one to work yeah. at Blizzard anymore uh, to release <laughs> yeah. those games. And they didn't really like formally delay them. They just said like we're anticipating you know this year, but it could be pushed into the next year. Yeah. So. And then a um, all the cyberpunk patches and DLC were quietly pushed to instead of like q1 throughout it like it was it was supposed to be like q1 2022 and it got turned into just all of 2022 they'll have patches and dlc for cyberpunk. cd project red needs cd project red needs to go like 100 percent like radio silent until they actually have a date for something yeah they just need to stop talking they just need to no man's sky no man's sky yep. that's what they did remember how pissed people were at uh yep. put, put your head down in the sand go to work when you and don't don't pull your head back out until you're ready to say, hey, it's out next week. Yeah, I, I remember all the hate Hello Games had because remember they were they went super quiet and people were like, yep. you need to communicate things. And then when they finally brought their heads out, they were like, here's what we're working on. And people were like, OK, this is fine. Yeah. 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 Go away. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what we're planning on watching, um, like I mentioned earlier, like I had the transmission blow on my car. So that caused me to be carless for like three days <laughs> and expensive repair. Um, so that kind of messed with some stuff and, uh, I got a lot going at work right now, but I did play destiny for about two hours. Same problem exists in destiny that, um, existed like last season and two seasons ago for me. Um, I, I'd almost say that I 
borderline have been dabbling the last six to nine weeks. Um, and Destiny, the Halloween event was terrible. Uh, it ended today, thankfully. And um, I'm at rank 100 uh, on the season pass from just messing around. Like I said, like the story content earlier was good, and and then raiding with some of the some of the buddies and the clans that I have. Um, but again, I'm rank 100, and I'm at the top, the pinnacle gear score for the game, and I can't do the general, uh, the Grandmaster Nightfalls. Stupid. Like I still need another point. Of exp- I still need to grind another level of my artifact experience to be high enough, and I'm just not wanting to do it. <laughs> um, I want to do the Grandmaster Nightfalls, but I don't want to grind out the extra, like, whatever 1.5 million XP that I need or whatever the number is. I don't remember what it is. Um, and I enjoy, like, I, like, I, like, I've, like I've said for years, I love raiding with people and hanging out, playing, you know, six-player activities, you know, talking to your buds, hanging out, killing some stuff, finding out different ways each season to use the weapons and what's meta for that season and, and having fun using that stuff. That's that's where Destiny shines. But when they come out in their weekly update and pretty much say like, oh, yeah, November is going to be like a catch up month for everybody where they're like, OK, we don't that pretty much means they don't have anything cool planned. And like this season is long. Um, yeah, there's some 30th anniversary stuff coming out in December, which I'm sure I'll play. I, I 100 percent will play it because I'm fiending for something to do in the game. Um, and then Witch Queen comes out in February. So they're, you know, like this is that just dull lull that I talked about three, four months ago that I was worried about happening with a six month long season. Like this just doesn't work. Um, so, and, and again, like I said, I tried to, um, I was, I wanted to play back for blood with some of the guys. Um, and I didn't get a chance to do that because Owen wasn't feeling well. Halloween was this week. There's, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're having some behavior issues with Owen at school um so that's causing some challenges in terms of like lifestyle um so there's just a lot going on so I feel really bad um uh, that I haven't really been playing a lot of games um but I'm gonna try to to start focusing on it. I am also gonna try to start focusing and like I was thinking that maybe streaming would help me like if I try to like stream some games hang out with you guys play some games um and stream them to to help kind of motivate me I want it like I said I want to play Back for Blood I want to play Dread I think you guys would have a great time watching me play Metroid Dread on Steam on, on stream um there's some interesting stuff coming to Game Pass this 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 month um and then um I bought like Devil May Cry uh three or something like that on switch it was like four bucks i'm I'm looking at the crisis remaster trilogy on switch for a couple bucks um just some things to to kind of you know boost me into into playing some of the games i still want to check out guardians but at this point i think i might wait for a sale guardians of the galaxy um watching uh i've been watching a lot of baseball a lot of football the lions are just terrible they almost beat the rams and then they lose to the eagles so much um <laughs> take the bus play the switch i wish uh curry do you know where i live i'm not taking the bus in detroit (laughs) um but uh yeah i just i need to like to be honest with you i need to sit down and focus on playing a video game and and i've been intrigued by the world series um i've been intrigued by some of the football stuff going on like monday night games and thursday night games and saturday games and sunday games like i just like that that kind of stuff has been you know super interesting to me and i'm still working on some stuff in the house too um, and then like my kids come home in like two weeks, three weeks. So there's like always something going on. I got to get the house ready for them. Um, you know, like just, there's just a lot of things going on. So, um, but yeah, I do. I, I like, uh, Michael's going to talk about a little bit. I haven't even started up writer's Republic. So I <laughs> like, there's just, there's a lot of cool stuff that's out right now. And I just need to, to force myself and motivate, motivate myself to do it. So, yeah. 
That's it. Uh, okay, so we'll start with Riders Republic. Uh, we were able to get a review copy from Ubisoft. Uh, thank you guys for that. Uh, this is, I guess it's like the spiritual successor for Steep, uh, which is like the the snowboarding skiing game that uh, Ubisoft put out a couple years ago. So this is going on that concept, but mm-hmm. it is BMX biking, it's skiing, it's like squirrel suit jetpack thing. Uh, like air gliding. Uh, It's all of that in this open world thing that is actually one of the more fun extreme sports games that I've played in a really long time. But it has some of the worst, most cringeworthy writing and music uh, that I just can't stand. This is definitely... uh, they just added Apple Music to the PS5, and it's totally mm-hmm. like I'm using. <laughs> I'm gonna start using Apple Music over this game, uh, just because like I love playing it. Like the controls. Oh, are, that means you can listen to our podcast while you play it. Right? Yeah, or my uh, <laughs> two other podcasts, Bullspod.com yeah, yeah. and EveryMovieEver.com. <laughs> Look at him plugging. <laughs> uh, so I like it, it, I'm enjoying everything about playing. There's like two control styles. There's like more of a racing control style, and then there's like a trickster control style. Uh, pretty much the trickster one it's like a uh, fixed camera uh so you're only really concerned about uh doing tricks and then uh the racing one you have more control over the actual mm-hmm. camera um i've been just doing the trickster one just because it takes a little less things i have to worry about off my head uh while i'm playing it but i'm enjoying it from a gameplay perspective uh everything uh, about the variety of events and the controls for the actual biking, skiing, snowboarding, all that stuff is really fun. The open world aspect is like, it's an Ubisoft game. It looks really nice. Um, it's an always online game. So there's just, uh, I don't know how many people they are per server, but there's a lot of people <laughs> like running around this area. And then when you like pull up the world map, you just see a bunch of icons that I believe represent actual human beings, just like moving around the map really fast. So enjoying that aspect. The only thing that's a little weird is when you're in a race, it's hard to tell if I am actually competing against people in real time because they come and go uh, from my vision to where like, at least in the early going, I'm always in first place. And then I look at the final times and they show me PSN IDs and Ubisoft IDs for the uh, cross-platform people. And I'm killing these people in times to where I'm shit at the game. But I am like dominating these people time wise. So I'm like, they can't be real people or there's like some asynchronous aspect to the early going. So I'm trying to still figure that portion mm-hmm. out. But in terms of just like a world to dick around in, like it's really fun. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. anytime the game is like, oh, here's a cutscene um, is when you're just like, oh, God, you're like, oh, boy, I feel like they said shiznit like four or five times or different uh, variations of it. And I'm just like, please stop like with this weird like it's both old timey and then like trying to be new age with their like slain and it's just not working mm-hmm. at one point i had a sl- i think it's always super interesting with like a worldwide developer like ubisoft of like what's relevant yeah. for in in the americas that maybe that and that's also relevant in europe and asia and you know like it's it's like that's i would never want to try to do something like that it's one of those things where it's like if uh, in life is strange every time they said hella bothered you this is that up to like 10 <laughs> to where they're just constantly saying stuff you're just like that's not how people talk uh but that's 
you can ignore that. It's about the gameplay, and it's it's actually really fun. The only time that like I I almost had to like mute the TV is they were playing a. The music's really bad too. Uh, it was in a, a ukulele version of Gangster's Paradise, um, <laughs> which totally sounds like some shit that I would probably like uh, unironically enjoy. But it was really bad. It was just not like snowboarding. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> listening to like a suburban Karen like playing the ukulele and singing. Gangster's Paradise. Like I'm not. I, I don't. I, not when I'm playing this snowboarding game or whatever. It, it's super weird and bizarre. Very questionable. But you could just use Apple Music or Spotify on your PlayStation and just cover that up because the gameplay is there. Uh, mm-hmm. The the world's beautiful because Ubisoft knows how to make an open world. Like that's mm-hmm. like interesting to look at. Uh, so uh, I'm probably going to keep playing this for a little bit. Uh, I was really into Steep, so this is like super down my alley yeah. uh, for this type of stuff. And I feel like that they, you know, obviously they're going to do, uh, Ubisoft's for sure going to do like events and, mm-hmm. and updates to this game. So like it, they always try to grow and develop these games like long term and they do a really good job. Yeah, Steep like had, a really, really good job. So. Steep had like a... Olympic content, right? Yeah, like, it was like good two, three years of just like regular mm-hmm. updates to Steep. So I imagine that... Yeah, because it has a little bit more going on it than uh, Steep did. So really enjoying that. Uh, I have finished The Forgotten City, which is the game I was talking about last week. Uh, this game nice. snuck up on me to where uh, it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and then I, me and uh, Sarah was watching it, got into it, and we're like, I think I can finish the game right now, and then we were up until like 2 in the morning. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. and, then we, and, and she had to work the next day. Uh, but the Forgotten City is like one of the best written games that I've played. Uh, we got like the the canonical ending, uh, but there's like four endings that are listed in the trophy. So I might go back in the uh, in the future and see those other endings. There's multiple endings. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, and it's like a six to eight hour game. So like I, I have a okay. bunch of like save states that I was doing because anytime I'd make a decision, I'll just make a new save just because uh-huh. I wanted to kind of have a perfect run. Whoa, it's not how I wanted it to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, your decisions, you know, matter for the most part, and you're just trying to solve... What were you playing that on again? Uh, PS5, um, which I okay. will say you probably want to play it on a PS5 or an Xbox Series X because uh, there okay. is performance issues on the PS5, which means there's okay. probably performance issues tenfold on the PS4 because uh, okay. that's usually how that goes. Um, just because, uh, just just re- real quick too, just in case maybe somebody that listened last week, quick synopsis of Forgotten City. Uh, so the Forgotten City, you find yourself uh, in a city like during Roman times, to where no one can leave the the city. There's no way out. People have tried, uh, but there's no escape. Uh, and there mm-hmm. is a basically God that has set a rule saying no one is allowed to sin. If one person sins, everyone dies. So you're mm-hmm. stuck in a time loop trying to figure out who's going to sin and how to get out and like prevent that person from committing a sin that kills everybody. And also you just trying to get out of the city, period. Okay. Uh, so that is like the, the general synopsis. It deals with time loop stuff. So like if things go wrong, you can time loop out and then start the day over again. And based on what you did previously, you might have items that you can then use right away and then take care of quest lines. 
because uh, it's very important. There's certain things that you need to do in a certain order in order to get to a certain point. So if the day goes wrong, you can at least go the next day and immediately take care of the shit you need to take care of uh, and then continue to work on the mystery. Uh, so really fascinating. It definitely snuck up on me in terms of just like, oh shit, this might be one of my favorite games this year just because the writing's there and uh, it was really entertaining. Uh, and the game has an interesting history. It started as an Elder Scrolls uh, mod for Skyrim. And then they broke it out into its own standalone game uh, that they rebuilt in the Unreal Engine, which is funny because it definitely still has some like broken Elder Scrolls mechanics, I feel, in this game, uh, even though it was built in a completely different engine. But they still kept that like like aesthetic uh, that you would get from an Elder Scrolls game. Uh, so really into that highly recommended i think it's like a 40 dollar game uh and again it's like six hours six to eight hours with multiple endings so could be one of those games when it comes out on sale during the holidays i'd probably recommend picking it up uh but even 40 dollars isn't too bad for a ps5 game mm-hmm. uh and then cool. the last game i played uh hung out with some friends and they had mario party superstars so played uh one game of mario party uh, I always enjoy Mario Party, but there's always a point where we're halfway through the game and I'm like, shit, is this, we still have half a game to play? Yeah. Uh, cause they do last a long time. Uh, but this is basically, I think it's like all the N64, uh, N64 Mario parties, like the best of, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the mini games and boards. So there's a lot of content in there. Uh, you can play this one online, uh, up to four players. So, uh, pretty pretty fun i mean it's mario party there's only so much you can do with mario party so you kind of know what you're getting uh i'm interested to take this game online just because they added a annoying thing called stickers that if you (laughs) click the sticker uh it gives like a little audio clip and you could just spam that forever and it just makes like waluigi going wah every two seconds and we're just kind of just spamming that and i believe you can do that online which probably means the online is a shit show uh, so I need to see if you can disable the stickers because if you can't, uh, that would be super annoying. And sometimes the stickers will like kind of block the screen. So if oh, you're man. trying to do a specific, uh, if you're trying to do a specific action in a game, someone could put a sticker that blocks the prices for like a store, uh, that you're trying to buy items from. So I hope you can deactivate the stickers. I'll have to look at that later. Uh, to see if that is removable. Uh, but that is pretty much it for playing. Uh, watching, I mean, I've just been watching Bulls games because of the, the podcast I started, and then I've been watching movies for the movie podcast uh, in between playing games and then just work kicking my ass. So I haven't really been watching anything outside of just like scary movies because it was Halloween week uh, last mm-hmm. week. Uh, but that's about it. Okay. All right, so questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. You can send us questions on Facebook, Twitter, Discord. Um, all those links are in the show notes. Um, Samunik on Twitter says, About the digital exclusivity, one month, etc. With your experience in retail, I'd love to know your thoughts on how this could affect retail hard copies on the shelf. GTA aside, but if it becomes a trend or the norm, then physical copies will die. Waste of shelf space, in my opinion. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, the only negative I can really think about this is you might get less sales. It's either you're going to get less sales or you're going to get more aggressive sales. 
because uh, retailers can play around with their pricing more than Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo are willing to play around with their prices. So it could go either way. You definitely way. see like a physical copy coming to the coming out being on sale ten dollars cheaper because a retailer chooses to do so. Yeah, uh, like I can see it to where retailers like well, we're not going to put it on sale until like a month after the game after we receive the game, which in this scenario would be two months after the game comes out. So mm-hmm. it either means the retailer will not put it on sale often, or there's a better chance that it's going to be on sale day one because. Mm-hmm. It, they just want to get people in the store and incentivize. They're like, hey, if you just wait a month, you'll get this game cheaper day one physically. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the only thing I can see retail doing in retaliation. Um, it uh, speaking from a business standpoint of like the as like the thought process that goes through my head when I read this question. If I'm a developer, if I'm Sony or Microsoft, yeah, hundred percent. This is what I want. I want shelf space to die because i want you to buy your games on my platform um because i make more money if you buy it digitally than if you buy it physically um but and the concern that i have is i also think that you're right um because uh, the guy asking the question is is correct in terms of like the physical copies will die or the platform itself will die depending on on the success of it aka the vita Mm -hmm. the vita was the first one that came out with every single game that came out for it was digital and physical and everybody thought that was really something like or no i'm sorry every single game was digital and not every single game was physical yeah um and then there are i feel like there are fewer and fewer digital only things now um like you're seeing like kenna coming out physically eventually like we talked about last week and then whatever this is going on with gta but this is what sony and microsoft and and ea and and activision and ubisoft this is what they want they want you to buy their games digitally, or they want you to buy into their into their services, um, so that they they continuously hold you. Um, but they also don't care uh, from the physical standpoint because the companies, the big corporations, Walmart, Myers, Target, or whatever, um, they 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 buy the games because they think that their cons- their consumers, their customers will buy the games, and they pay for them up front. Um, so they're getting the money from that as well. Um, but I think that. This is the, this is what I feel like you're going to see as in terms of a way for these studios to to circumvent the system of like okay well you can have it but you just can't have it for 30 days. I think we're a year or two away from it still, um, but the success of the digital PlayStation Five SKU and the success of the Series S prove that the the consumers are ready for discless consoles. Yeah, I, I would imagine most consumers are ready for it. We're still going to have those certain cases uh, in the United States specifically where there's just like you're in just a internet desert. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's where things are going. At a certain point, I would just imagine, you know, in Microsoft's case, they'll just be like, you know, their games are day one Game Pass anyway, so they don't really care uh, if there's and a you disc. Can, and you can download them. Yeah, so I don't think, like, I think this would just mostly be like a Nintendo and a Sony thing because mm-hmm. Microsoft just what does it matter if it's physical day one or 30 days because they have game pass and that's enough of a incentive for consumers to just go yeah. game pass just I mean just to be 100% clear Microsoft would rather sell a hundred subscriptions to game pass than a hundred copies of Halo Infinite yeah exactly uh, and then when you come to Sony and Nintendo I feel like Sony would have to be the one to do this with like their first party games because that's enough to get people especially now mm-hmm. um for them to just 
put that gambit, you know, challenge retail. Yeah. Uh, I would almost be forced to buy Last of Us Part Two because I don't want, you know, a story, a heavily story driven game to be spoiled in the first 40 days before it releases physically. Yeah. And then Nintendo just kind of lives in her own space and I can never figure out what Nintendo would want. Nintendo seems like they would totally be like physical only because they seem so reluctant to provide good online services. But Nintendo's also super brutal with their digital stores in terms of like, oh, we killed support. Oh, you can't transfer your saves from one Mm -hmm. switch to the other without going through this convoluted system. So like, I'm not too sure what Nintendo would do, but I can see Sony, depending on how serious Jim Ryan is about this, like he wants to reach hundreds of millions of people, then Jim Ryan needs physical Mm -hmm. copies (laughs) uh, of a game. Uh, But this definitely like, Next generation or halfway through this generation is going to be very uh, indicative on where things go. Uh, but Sony Sony's going to release a first party exclusive studio game that's that is digital only. Yeah, mo- most likely they they will do it, especially as they gain more studios that are kind of making those mid level games. Because yeah. and, and well, I think I almost think it'll be a Lost Legacy Miles Morales style game that does it. Yeah, yeah, like a, a Lost Legacy type game. Uh, probably not their Marvel stuff because I guarantee there's a Marvel like clause in there. But I could totally see like there's rumors that a Sly Cooper game's in development. I can totally see the next Sly Cooper game being digital only. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an experiment of just what they're gonna do, or like the next Little Big or, Planet game, or even like digital only for like a year, and then like oh we're gonna bring out the collection with the second version of the game, and you can get the first one on disc now too. Yeah, kind of. See, what you like see with indie extent. games, where indie games don't come out physically day one. But, like, six months after they release, they, they end up signing, like, yep. a physical deal with someone. Yep. All right. Uh, next question comes from Randy. Uh, with Ghost Recon Breakpoint coming out with a new single-player content on 11.2, I didn't even know about it, called Motherland, <laughs> uh, this prompted a question. Uh, this is a game that's been out for a while uh, and did not do very well. That's why I don't know that there's more stuff coming out. Um, uh, Ubisoft is obviously investing in it, but I'm not sure how they're making money on it. They are go- giving away this DLC, so how are they recouping the cost of this? How do you think Ubisoft is making money on the Motherland expansion? Uh, they are making money on releasing this expansion uh, for free by making the community happy and praying to God that they buy their next game. That and <laughs> I'm sure there's some data they can collect. Uh, but that's my joke for every time. Uh, but also mm-hmm. they're making the money through their Amazon partnership for for their games. Their Stadia partnership probably still brings money in. So instead of developing full-blown games for these partnerships, it's like, oh, here's an expansion. So it's like a whole new experience for mm-hmm. players that they can possibly add and to And there's it. microtransactions too. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, because... Not 100% for sure how crazy the microtransactions are in Breakpoint. There were boosters, um, right? In Breakpoint? Wasn't that I the controversy? I, I, I don't know. I remember Breakpoint <laughs> having something, or I might be thinking of... No, I'm thinking of Breakpoint. Which one had the guy with the dog? From Far Cry. No, no, no. Uh, with the guy from The Walking Dead where he was on stage with his dog. Was that Breakpoint? Was uh, that... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The the Punisher character? Yeah, yeah, about? the Punisher guy. Yeah, yeah. That was Breakpoint? Yeah. Yes, it is It is Breakpoint. Yeah, yeah I, so, I'm pretty sure I mean... it's like boosters and costumes and stuff. Uh, but it's most likely at this point Goodwill because <laughs> that game mm-hmm. had such a rough patch. Or they're, they're getting ready to do something else and they want to make sure that the vibes around the 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 Ghost the the Ghost Recon franchise are good. Yeah. They don't want them to, they don't want them to be bad. Um and it's it's you know whether we like it or don't like it, I'd have to look at the data, but a lot of times any Ghost Recon or Tom Clancy game when it comes out, I feel like it's in the top 20 by the end of the year for year for year to date sales for a game. 
like like similar to like Far Cry is always in the top ten. Whatever year a Far Cry came comes out, it's always in the top ten best. And then you remember the it came out that year, and you're like, oh shit, it was number yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah, and 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 again, a hundred percent part of it is what you listen, what you listed is it's on every single platform, and it's brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's on PC, it's on you know the Ubisoft store, it's on Stadia, it's on it's not on Switch, but it's what on is the PS4, Amazon PS5. one called Amazon Luna. Luna. Like, they, yeah. it could definitely be something where uh, Ubisoft points to Amazon, like, oh, see, this investment was good. Like, five more people are playing on Luna uh, because the DLC <laughs> yeah. came out. So, um, but, I mean, these games, they do well. Like, even even when they don't, the player base isn't there, the financials of the games do well. Yeah. It's crazy. I have no idea why, <laughs> but it does. So. Uh, and the last question uh, from Branham in Discord: uh, Have you ever mixed two cereals together? I think he posted a picture of Frosted Mini Wheats and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Maybe? I think so. I think that's what that was. The first thing I saw in that picture is Branham. You don't have enough milk in your cereal, but <laughs> um, um, I never have. Go ahead. I hate cereal, and the idea of having two different brands of cereal. This means uh, it's too rich for my. How blood. do you hate cereal? All cereal. Um, I used to have corn pops when I was a kid. The idea of corn pops disgusts me now. Fruity Pebbles Bellin. is okay. Um, but like, I just the idea of drinking that fruity pebble milk, uh, just kind of disgusts me right now. So don't drink it. <laughs> it's just what it all just turns into. Uh, yeah, I don't like cereal. I'm not really a breakfast person. Like, I can't actually eat until I've been up for a couple hours. Okay, you can have cereal at, like, 9 o'clock at night. That's okay. That's an acceptable thing. No, I'm not a stoner, Dave. I'm not a stoner. Oh, my God. Now we know what Dave um, is up to. He's just getting high, <laughs> eating cereal, and not playing video games. Um, I, I can't remember, like, purposely mixing cereal. Um... But with the um, with the, um, the essentially cereal has mixed itself now with some of the different partnerships and yeah. stuff that they have with with all this stuff. Did you have you ever uh, like mixed chips like bags of chips? No. Okay, I don't do that either. Okay, I, I yeah. remember horrible people doing that where they'd like take different Doritos. I guess the closest them. thing that I would eat to like what I what would be considered like mixed chips is like Chex Mix. Oh, those are disgusting. That's basically. Oh, I, I, yeah. I hate you. Like you're you're terrible. Like really? Yeah. Like you don't like cereal. You don't like Chex Mix. You don't like mashed potatoes. No. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna be like, oh, do you like pretzels? And fuck no, pretzels are disgusting. Oh my god. I think we've had this discussion. If you ever offer me pretzels, like you, you're just asking me to leave your house. Dude, I'm totally sending you some stuff to your house. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, no. I'm, I'm sending you a care package. With and cereal. you will see that uh, video come back of me just throwing it in the garbage, not even offering it to like people I know would probably eat it. I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. Make a bonfire of, uh, oh my, are Rice Krispies a thing that for cereal? I uh, like those. Those suck. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so yeah, Rice Krispies, like Snap Crackle Pop cereal, like in general, is um, probably terrible. Yeah. But like, do you not like Rice Krispie treats? No, those are trash food. Like, those have like no taste. They they're styrofoam, like styrofoam with like nuts or something. What the fuck is that? Like, no one wants that. It's like I I only ever see it on baking shows when people are using it to form cool things. But I don't know what would be more tragic than me thinking I'm going to eat a cake and I cut into it and it's a fucking Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> Wyatt, what do you like? Good shit, like, Wyatt. 
Yeah, pretzels suck too. Pretzels are the fucking worst. Uh, oh my god. Like a soft pretzel is uh. fine, but a bag of fucking pretzels? Like, Jesus. Like, disgusting. Like, so you don't like just like rolled gold, like twisted pretzels? Are those like the little tiny ones that are like hard pretzels or whatever? Yes. Yeah, gar- garbage. I don't know why people get so like shocked and offended when I'm like, oh, pretzels are garbage. And it's just like, what? Because I don't know what you eat. <laughs> Regular chips. What is that? Like fucking tortilla chips. Um, plain? Yeah, like plain tortilla chips are pretty good. So you just eat tortilla chips, like just open the bag and just eat them plain. Yeah, I could do that. Those are good. The salt is really good, uh, depending on like the shape and size of them. They're pretty damn good. I mean, you get cheese and that's fine, or salsa, that's fine too. But you could just give me a bag of like tortilla chips. Like if I'm at your house and you give me a bag of tortilla chips, I'm like, this man respects me, and then I'll have that. But you give me pretzels, I take that as like a threat that you're like, I hope you choke on this, uh, sort of thing. So, yeah, no, pretzels oh are gosh. fucking trash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's suburban food. Please, please send more. <laughs> yeah. Oh Fucking enjoy your uh, please bag of pretzels at your Applebee's send, bullshit or whatever the send, fuck. Send, go 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 to go to Chili's questions. for dinner, fucker. Like Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> I have food at my house, sir, <laughs> but apparently nothing that you want to eat. No, you live in the suburbs, apparently. <laughs> It's better than the city. <laughs> we get we have food here. We have snacks. So when you go to a convenience store on the corner, they never just have like, oh, here's like 10 different types of pretzels. They're like, no, here's a bunch of different chips. And there's like yeah, one uh, style of pretzel. And it's garbage because it's that that rolled rose gold or rolled gold bullshit. <laughs> Do you like like combos? Um, like so the, I like never see combos in, I, Emra's the one who gave me combos for the first time. Combos don't really exist in Chicago. Uh, so I've only had combos when Emra couldn't finish a bag of combos at E3. And it was, it was, what did you think? It was okay. It was, I wasn't like, it's a pretzel by the way. No, it had well, something. It depends, on what, it depends on the type of combo, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like not all of them are pretzels. It wasn't a pretzel. Some of them can be crackers. Some of them can be, yeah. Yeah. But essentially it's, it's a, it's a rolled hard surface with something yeah, inside no, of it. it wasn't pretzels <laughs> i wouldn't have taken it i would have again taken that as a threat <laughs> okay all right please send it like uh, legitimately let's send more food questions in like this is i mean if you want to do a stream up. where we just tear snack food uh we totally could do that <laughs> i don't think we would have a show anymore <laughs> i i think people would come around to my ideas I realize that they're eating garbage. Like, can you imagine? You're like, oh man, I really want a snack when I'm playing a video game, and you put out a bowl of pretzels. Like, what the fuck do you eat pretzels with? Water? Just like, oh, I'm just fucking. Let me. No, no. People that do pretzels probably do warm glass of milk or some weird shit. No. Yeah. But what do you? Uh, <laughs> what do you eat when you why you play games? Then I try not to eat when I play I know, games. I know typically you yeah. don't. I and the, I try not to either. I mean, I unless I'm eating something that's like with like a like a fork or a, like a fork. I, and I knife mean, if we're talking just... chips, we're probably talking about like a tortilla chip or something like that, like a Tostitos, just plain. Um, maybe a Dorito uh, flavor. But like, what kind of Dorito? Like, um, do you just do regular, like so. Like, I get different reactions to each type. So like. 
the nacho cheese one like just fucks up my taste buds where I can't taste anything after nacho cheese. Uh, and okay. then the cool ranch are fine, but like you can't taste like you, that, that your mouth palate is just messed up. You're just going to taste Doritos for the rest of your day. Uh, you have to like, okay. uh, like Listerine after. So you said Totinos and Tostitos and Doritos. Yeah. Maybe some Cheetos depending like the puffs, not the, like the regular, like hot chip ones, but like the puffs, those are fine. Um, popcorn's okay. Uh, popcorn. What kind of popcorn? Just po- what the fuck do you mean? What kind of popcorn? Popcorn. Like, like what type of salt or is it microwave popcorn or air Mi- popcorn or popcorn. like bag popcorn? Yeah, there, there's okay. only microwave popcorn. Though I'm in Chicago. No, there's not only microwave popcorn. No, I'm in popcorn. Chicago and there's like the popcorn that's like the code popcorn. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a right, cookie so person, not a chip person. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. What kind of cookie? Uh, a little bit of everything, like chocolate chip, Oreos. That's fine. I won't do raisin. I don't do peanut butter. Oh my god! This peanut butter is disgusting. Um, oh my god! I'm sending you. I 100. Angela, order him the biggest bag of peanut butter filled pretzels that you can find and send it to his house. Um, the pit bull downstairs is gonna love it. I'm just gonna <laughs> give that to him. Because you know there's pretzels with peanut butter inside of them, right? Why would you do that? Because it's delicious. I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh, my god! I, I very much doubt it. All right. All right. Send us more food questions if you want. This could be like another segment for us for a while. But you can send other questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. Um, my tier list is like S tier, A tier, suburb tier. Like that. That's just how I make things. Jeez. Um, so spotlight, um, our Patreon episode, our $7 Patreon episode for October posted, uh, Michael made me watch anime. They've liked I anime. watched three animes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Death Note, uh, was one of them. Um, Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood. Brotherhood was the other one. And, um, on Oran. Honor High. Or on High School Oran. Host Club. Or on High School Host Club. <laughs> Um, so those are the three that we talked about in depth for about 45 minutes, I think on the Patreon. So if you're interested in that, it just costs you $7. <laughs> uh, but with that $7, you get to support us as well as get like 15 other episodes that we did. So you get access to all those as well. Um, there's also like you get access to the $5 tier with the $7 tier. $5 tier is the podcast episode 24 hours early. And then $3 is the private Discord server, and $1 is just the virtual tip jar. So thank you to those who have already supported us on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, that's super helpful. Patreon.com slash Digital Days Gaming. Check it out. Um, and other than that, um, the main account for social media, Twitter, is at Digital Days Pod. Michaels is at the first MJC. Send him a bunch of peanut butter pictures. Um, <laughs> mine is uh, at Good Dave Hunt. Um, and a um, as well as the show notes uh, in the show notes, there's links to the Facebook group, the Discord server, um, and all of our Twitter profiles, as well as uh, Curry Masters Extra Life page. Uh, Roy Gibbs for Extra Life, he's doing that this weekend. So when you're listening to this, I believe he's doing it on November sixth. So the link to that will be in the show notes uh, to to possibly donate to him. As well as even if you just if I got to talk to him or message him about streaming and see if he has any questions about streaming, but I would just love to see him stream just so that people could just pop in and say hi. 
um, that sometimes helps keep people going. I know it used to help keep me going a lot. Even, even when I do stream, just somebody popping in, just talking to me, even if for like two minutes, kind of just gives you like a little quick influx of energy. So if you do stream, uh, Curry, let us know and uh, we'll make sure to, um, I'll at least personally make sure to check in on you a couple times um, while you're doing that. So uh, other than that, do you got anything else, Michael? Nope, nope, nothing, nothing. Everybody, I uh, hope you guys have a great week uh, and uh, keep moving forward. Don't be a dick. Pretzels are an abomination. Bye.